So we move from the two-game slate to the three-game slate, and it's going to increase a lot of potential players that are in play and a lot more news to look at. 16 pages of notes I have for this three-game slate on every single player. Let's get into it from a betting, DFS, and player prop standpoint right now. Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the channel. And for this three-game slate, we have this video, and then we'll be live about an hour before the slate starts on Friday. So let's start at the quarterback position where there's a couple of guys I'm very excited to get to. And the first one that I think is going to be a priority on this slate is Felipe Franks. Matt Ryan in the 2019 preseason in all the games only attempted 28 passes. And now two years older, he's not expected to play in this game. And if he does, for a drive or two. They only have two quarterbacks on the roster after that. One is Felipe Franks, the other is A.J. McCarron. McCarron, who you already know what you have in him, a pocket statue quarterback with not the greatest of arms. Whereas Felipe Franks, especially for the preseason, he's in line right now to play potentially two-plus quarters. And that's not all. He has elite speed for a quarterback. He is 6'6", 234 pounds, and here you go. The cheat code for fantasy football, the rushing upside. Felipe Franks in college averaged 23.6 rushing yards per game. And that increased if you just look at his last season, not just the three-year average. And now if only two quarterbacks are likely to see run... He's likely to start and see two to two and a half quarters of play when only six teams are playing. That's very, very important. And a similar player, my second quarterback that I do think looks really good is going to be in Arizona. He's actually the third string out there, but Kyler Murray's not expected, at least as of this recording, things can change. And if they do, you can just check out my updated notes and my rankings and tiers on Patreon down below. Important to have those. But even if he does play a quarter, that's fine because you're going to get about a quarter and a half to two quarters out of Chris Strelvler, who is the third string quarterback. But again, the cheat code the rushing upside. He had over 1,500 yards in his final 23 college games on the ground. He averaged 67.1 rushing yards per game during that stretch. I'm expecting him to come in after Colt McCoy to be the third quarterback and play about a quarter and a half, which again, not many guys are going to be able to play a quarter and a half, and the ones that are won't have the rushing upside at the quarterback position like he does. And now I'm sure these guys are all pretty much in the same tier. This third player here is Logan Woodside. Ryan Tannehill is not expected to play in this game for the Tennessee Titans, leaving them with two quarterbacks, Logan Woodside, who is expected to start, and Matt Barkley. Even if you just split it in half, there's two quarters for each of those guys. They kind of already know what they have in Matt Barkley, somebody who was in Buffalo the last couple of years. You got to see him play, especially 2019 preseason. But Logan Woodside's a little bit more of a mystery. He's only had three career NFL passes. And like Felipe Franks, he's expected to play about two quarters to maybe two and a half. So if you're just looking for playing time, those are the three quarterbacks that stand out the most. Other guys who are worth mentioning, Matt Barkley, who should play a quarter and a half to two quarters in mop-up duty against worst competition for this Tennessee team. And then former Packer Tim Boyle, for the Lions. And now we can move over to the running back position. If you haven't already, hit the like button on this video. And the running back position will start with somebody we already saw play in the Hall of Fame game, and that is Rico Dottle. The running back three for the Dallas Cowboys expected yet again to see a large workload of one to one and a half quarters. He was the main running back in the Hall of Fame game. No Zeke, not expecting to see him again. Tony Pollard saw two snaps, not expecting to see much of him again. And we saw Dottle play a running back high in that game, 21 snaps, even more than Najee Harris, who played 18 on the other side for the Steelers. We saw him have eight attempts and ran nine rounds ended up catching two balls in that regard so I think you should expect similar usage here for Rico Dotto who is clearly ahead of Jaquan Hardy and Brendan Knox on this depth chart if we move over to the next running back now it's two guys two guys over in Arizona and based on beat writers reports these two guys are expected to handle the bulk of the carries for Arizona in this game because they're both battling for the running back three spot the first one is Eno Benjamin who is a former 2027th round pick he's 5'9 207 pounds and he's got some nice speed to him and he has sort of the cheat code because in his final 25 college games he averaged over three receptions per game 77 total so there's Eno Benjamin expected to play a good amount of the first half the second half running back four right now in the depth chart battling for running back three who's had a fantastic camp according to the beat reporters is Jonathan Ward now Jonathan Ward was a 
2020 undrafted free agent. So neither of these guys have gotten preseason action. He's six foot, 206 pounds, similar to Eno Benjamin. And like Eno Benjamin, was fantastic in college in the receiving game. In 42 career college games, he had 98 receptions. So both these guys have receiving upside. Would I play them both together? Eh, I don't see why you can't. And now we can continue talking about these undrafted, these guys, right? These guys who have a drive to them undrafted free agents this guy was a little bit smaller satellite back we go to atlanta where there's a running back three battle in atlanta right now and the first is going to be 2021 undrafted free agent just coming out of college Javion hawkins out of louisville he's only 183 pounds he's got solid speed he only had 21 catches in 23 career games but he did carry a 264 carry year in 2019 now the beat reporters are saying that he's going to get a lot of run as the running back three and four spot between him and caleb huntley who's rising in camp is pretty close now caleb huntley is somebody that i actually like a little bit more than Javion hawkins but i think hawkins comes in first which means he might have a little bit more extended run if he plays a quarter and a half two quarters might not leave much left there time wise for huntley but huntley's having a good camp he's also a 2021 undrafted free agent so it's not like there's any draft capital in either of these guys he's 510 he's a little bit bigger decent amount bigger 210 pounds but he's a slower running back now he broke out when he was young 19 year old he ended up having 19 catches in 33 college games so these guys profile out pretty similarly right you see jv and hawkins smaller a little bit more burst but neither of them had impressive seasons from a pass catching standpoint in college if anything jonathan ward on the ground actually averaged 5.3 yards per carry which is a little bit better than the career average of eno benjamin so both these guys not impressive but expected to maybe see each somewhere between six and eight touches so that's where i draw the line there's those five guys as you saw them coming up on the screen doddle eno benjamin jonathan ward jv on hawkins and then caleb huntley but there's still other guys in play and that I will be playing especially in 150 lineups Jamal Williams from the Packers now he's a veteran they signed him he's the running back two there but they don't have that much depth Jamar Jefferson their seventh round pick got hurt in camp his status is questionable this is a new running back who could potentially play one to two drives and see four to six touches so he's going to be in play and because of that Jamar Jefferson injury you have a 2019 underdrafted free agent and Mike Warren also on this Detroit depth chart who should see second half run he had back-to-back 240 plus attempt years in college and he had 51 catches in 38 games worth mentioning somebody who would definitely see at least fourth quarter run for potentially three to five touches there's Jaquan Hardy who we saw in the Hall of Fame game for the Cowboys he saw some second half usage a couple of catches nothing elite though did not look that great there's Jeremy McNichols who's had past success in the preseason for the Tennessee Titans he actually had a lot of usage in the 2019 preseason 26 attempts he ended up seeing six targets on 44 routes run so he's in line for the Titans if things break on they have Darrington Evans starting he's like the right now running back three slash four on that depth chart fighting for a spot I like that and then lastly we can at least touch on Matt Breida who's the clear running back three in Buffalo right now but that Buffalo depth chart it's pretty thin I'm not expecting Zach Moss dealing with a hamstring injury to play if Devin Singletary sees a drive or two you might see the rest of the first quarter and all of the second quarter go to Matt Breida who we know has burst who we know is experienced and can dominate some second string defenses so that's about 10 or 9 running backs that I think are firmly in play on this three game slate and now as we head into the wide receivers and then the tight ends is not as much to discuss I do want to let you know about the sponsor of the program and that is Superdraft if you haven't heard of Superdraft we've talked about them during the NBA season Superdraft is just a multiplier format so it's very simple for the preseason you just choose whoever you want there's no salaries it doesn't really matter choose whoever you want build the best roster that you possibly can and they have about five thousand dollar prize pools depending on the night for the preseason but here's here's the big thing and you can see on the screen right now this is the nfl blitz this is their main contest but the big thing is and this is a couple hours before the games lock on thursday the big thing is that the contests don't fill because a lot of people you know they're promoting they're promoting through myself and a couple of their brands a lot of people just don't know about Superdraft. and since those contests don't fill let's just say 100 people get in out of the 200 that potentially can get in only 50 percent of the prize pool is filled but you still play for the same amount of money 
So now you have 50% less competition, or even if it's 80% that fills, 20% less competition. So the best place for DFS to actually put your money and realize a good profit and a rate on return to build your bankroll right now is probably Superdraft because there's nowhere near as many people filling the contest over there. If you want to use the code SAL over there, you'll get a free $25 to play with upon your first deposit. Check, check it out. It's linked down below. Superdraft have been a sponsor of the program for about two years now. So I appreciate all the people over there. Let me know if you have any questions for that. That code SAL gives you $25 to play with just for free, free money over on Superdraft. Now there's a lot of wide receivers. And if you have the Patreon, you'll see in the tiers, there's going to be like, you know, probably 12 to 15 wide receivers listed, if not more in the tiers, because there's a lot of guys on the bubble, a lot of wide receiver, five, six, seven, eight, nines on these teams that'll be on the bubble. But the first guy I want to start with is Marcus Johnson, the former Indianapolis Colt. I like Marcus Johnson a lot here on the Tennessee Titans. He's rising in camp. He's had success both in the NFL with the Colts and in the preseason with the Colts, 2019 preseason, ran 95 routes, had eight catches on for 85 yards on 19 targets. He's a monster on the field. It's hard not to throw the ball his way. He has elite speed. He's 6'1", 212 pounds, came in the league at 204 and has gained weight, positive weight since then. Beat reporters three days ago said one of the best finds in camp separating himself as potential wide receiver four. So he's rising up these depth charts. I like him a lot. In 2020, he ran 156 routes and he averaged 18.2 yards per reception. He's a big play man. He's a red zone body. Marcus Johnson is somebody who's probably not going to get as much hype as he deserves coming into this preseason game. I like him a good amount. Now, some other guys we could talk about, we already saw what they did in the Hall of Fame game and these are the Cowboys players the first one is Malik Turner who I was impressed with a veteran came into that game he was second on the team with 17 routes run he led the Cowboys with five targets and a stat line of four catches for 47 yards now the Cowboys quarterbacks are brutal that Prescott not playing the preseason the rest of these quarterbacks are very very bad so that is where it hurts for him but the nice thing was the usage out of Malik Taylor four of his five targets came out of the slot three of them came in man coverage so he's getting man coverage in the slot when he's a veteran wide receiver a bigger body wide receiver against probably an inexperienced second and third quarter and really back up right at that point slot cornerback that's where the upside comes in from Lake Turner. If he sees similar usage, he should be open often again. Now, his teammate Semi and Foku did not have a great game, only one catch in that Hall of Fame game, but it was encouraging to see that the fifth round pick, 2021, this past year, ran the most routes on the team with 18. Now, he only had one catch for four yards, but he saw three targets. The downside was he wasn't playing in the slot at all. He was playing on the outsides, and when you have bad quarterbacks, they're going to look into the slot, the backfield, the tight end more because it's easier to make those throws than on the outside where it's potentially dangerous one just to complete them but two for interceptions so semi and focal being used more than people expect probably will see low ownership from a DraftKings perspective but he is somebody that i'm looking at for dfs and more so in the player props market i've already taken the over receiving yards for semi and focal depending on where you can find them it's going to be very low especially after he only posted one reception for four yards in that hall of fame game next up we haven't talked about this team much yet outside of matt burrito a little bit but the wide receiver battle in buffalo in this camp in this preseason is going to be very interesting I mean, there's five or six guys right now fighting for three to four spots, probably not five spots. The first one who's been on the team for a while is Isaiah McKenzie. He's been lighting it up right now in camp so far. He had some 2019 preseason run. He ran 10 routes per game last year in the regular season and saw 34 targets, but he's pushing for a roster spot and he can play in all parts of the field. So McKenzie looks good. I'm just concerned if he actually gets a ton of playing time. He seems like the one most secure to make this roster. Now, a preseason hero with the Green Bay Packers scoring multiple touchdowns in multiple preseasons with them is Jake Kumaru, who is expected to make make the roster but he's pushing around that wide receiver seven right now he's going to have to have a solid preseason but he's a big body 6'5 208 pounds has some speed the 2015 undrafted free agent I'd prefer Kumaro over McKenzie because I think he sees some more playing time and then two more guys on this roster there's a 2021 sixth rounder who might have because of that draft capital an edge up on Kumaro if they both perform similarly in the preseason in Marquez Stevenson he's a slower smaller receiver which is his concern but he had a nice target share of over 23 percent in college solid downfield usage in the yards per reception again I prefer Kumaro 
Monroe because I think he's just better athlete over Stevenson. But these guys are going to get run. Isaiah Hodges was a 2026 rounder who didn't get run because there was no preseason last year. He's bigger, 6'4", 210 pounds, not as fast as Akumaro. But in three college years, he saw a 30.2% target share, which is just elite. If you're dominating that many targets, maybe you're playing with really bad players. But in general, you're probably a good wide receiver. So from this Bills depth chart, I think that the most appealing options are those four in general. But Jay Akumaro and Isaiah Hodges stand out the most to me. So right there is where the priorities start to fall off. We just named, I think, like seven receivers from a couple of different teams, but there's a lot more guys in play. I mean, Des Fitzpatrick was the draft pick this past year for Tennessee. He'll surely be in line as what looks like the wide receiver four on that team. You have Christian Blake, who's very fast. He has not done much with Atlanta so far, but in the 2019 preseason, he did catch 10 balls for 82 yards and a touchdown. You have some other guys out there like Keyshawn Johnson, Andy Isabella, who's actually fighting for a roster spot in Arizona. This is a former second round pick who has some speed. Keyshawn Johnson had a really nice 2020 preseason. He led the team with 79 routes and 20 targets in four preseason games. Of course, it's not always the same coaches or, or quarterbacks or players in the preseason, but these guys were getting run. So I do think that one of those guys, maybe even Andy Isabella, sees more run than you expect. Rondell Moore's the rookie. I don't expect much run there as I think that he starts, but there's a lot of guys. I mean, we can continue to go through uh, Quintus Cephas, the wide receiver four for Detroit. I think he sees some run. Antonio Wesley, who had a really good college career. Johnny Dixon and Aaron Parker, some of these other guys who ran 14 to 15 routes for the Cowboys in the Hall of Fame game. I've got about 16 to 18 guys, and if you want to see exactly where they rank out for me, you can check it out on the Patreon tiers and ranks, which will be out probably about three to five hours before the Friday game starts down below on Patreon. Just click the link and check it out. And we can finish it up with tight ends, which right now only about five tight ends stand out. Two to three of them stand out above the rest. So let's start with Quinton Morris to begin with. And Quinton Morris is on the Buffalo Bills roster. He is a 2021 undrafted free agent who has good speed out of Bowling Green, a very small school. But here's the big thing. In 37 college games, he had 125 receptions as a tight end. So this is a pass catching tight end. He saw a 35% target share. Let me, let me put this into perspective for you. Devontae Adams led the NFL last year with a 34% target share 34.1 this tight end in college saw a 35 percent target share on his team last year he was a tight end who was the main priority of his offense way more than any receiver is for any other offense so he's clearly a good pass catching tight end who can get open and show off that size and speed difference so yes quentin morris for me i don't think you see a lot of dawson knox i don't think you see a lot of jacob hollister who's been hurt in most of camp and then that gives you quentin morris as by far the best tight end left in the roster at what then becomes a shallow roster. So he'd be my first option. My second option is going to be the Dallas Cowboys tight end. Who we got to see play a ton, 17 routes run in the Hall of Fame game. He only caught two balls for 26 yards on four targets, but for a tight end that's solid, and it should have been even more based on how active he was. He had four targets and three of them came out of the slot. So they were putting this tight end in the slot. That is Sean McKinnon. Sean McKinnon, because Blake Jarwin, probably not going to play, still rehabbing his ACL. Dalton Schultz played barely in that last game. And then next man up, Sean McKinnon, who was used all the time. Again, bad Dallas quarterbacks is going to lead to more targets in the short and intermediate range in the slot. And that's where the tight end Sean McKinnon was as a matchup problem. And then if you're just looking for other pass catching tight ends who might see some playing time on the roster, you have in Detroit, Elias Mack. Elias Mack's a 2019 undrafted free agent who hasn't played football since that 2019 year in college. But in 24 college games, he averaged basically three receptions per game or so, 68 total in his career. So that's just another guy who stands out on this slate as a pass catching tight end who should see some playing time. Another one would be the 2021 undrafted free agent, Kerry Angeline, which is going to be playing in Arizona, who had 61 college catches in 26 games. So that's just another one who's a little bit further down compared to some of these other names we've mentioned. And then forgive me for the pronunciation here, but if you go over right back to where Elias Mack is playing for Detroit, you have Charlie Tamapue, who's a 2020 undrafted free agent, didn't get to play in the preseason last year in 41 college games, had 117 catches, not an insane target share, 
but a lot of overall usage. So that's five tight ends who stand out. Of course, if you see TJ Hawkinson, if there's news that breaks, and we'll talk about it on the live stream tomorrow, that Hawkinson's going to play two to three drives, and that's about a quarter to a quarter and a half. Well, then, yeah, he's probably the best tight end play on the slate at that time. I assume they prioritize him. He's the best talented tight end just on this slate in general. So, of course, don't hesitate to go there. But these are some other guys outside of the obvious that should see more run and, and more stable run in these games. So thank you for tuning in today. It's a three-game slate. We have a massive 10-game slate on Saturday. Don't worry. We've got about 40 pages of notes. You can check them all out for that on Patreon. We'll be having a video here, potentially a live stream. But for this game, this three-game slate, we'll be live about an hour and a half before the game start. We'll be live for 45 minutes to an hour answering your questions. Thank you for tuning into this video. Be sure to support the sponsors of the program. The contests aren't going to fill over there on SuperDraft. Your best chance to win money in DFS and build a bankroll, telling you right now, is on SuperDraft. You get 25 bucks for free if you want to try it out by using the code SAL upon your first deposit. Check out Patreon for my ranks and tiers for every single preseason slate and the player-by-player -player notes on every single player so you know exactly what to expect. I'll see you all on the live stream tomorrow. I appreciate you all tuning in and enjoy the rest of your day.